Hello, this is Father Mike Walker of Father Mike's Podcast, Father Mike's Bible Study Podcast, and the Catholic Combine, the pastor of St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Beaverton, Oregon. If you would like more information about the parish or the podcast, please feel free to email me at frmikewalker at gmail.com. And now, today's podcast. So early on in high school, I think I read the book of Job for the first time. Um, and I remember because I went to my mom and I said, Mom, I said, I just read this book in the Bible. Have you ever read the book of Job? And uh, she goes, I think it's pronounced Job, Mike. I said, well, it's spelt like Job. Yeah, but it's pronounced Job. So anyway, we talked about the book of Job. And uh, anyway, I was kind of captivated with the story because... It was just talking about this good and righteous man, Job, who had to suffer all these different difficulties. And then it talked about his response to that and God's response to that. I didn't really understand it in all of its details, of course, when, when I was young. Uh, but later I came to appreciate it in, in different ways. And one of the things that's interesting about the book of Job is that God doesn't answer Job's questions about why is there evil in the world? Why do bad things happen to good people? He doesn't answer that question like we in the 21st century might imagine he would. Uh, for example, if someone asks me that question, like why is there evil in the world? Uh, I would say, well, it's a consequence of sin. It's a consequence of original sin. It's also so that we have free will. It's a consequence of free will. It's the way that God design things after original sin where we can freely choose him. Also, it's an opportunity for us to do good to people that might be suffering. And so there's, there, there are all those answers. And if you're really interested, John Paul II wrote an encyclical on that. You can go back and look at that particular uh, philosophical and theological answer to the question. But God answers Job in this book uh, in a way that my cousin would have said when I was a little kid. Um, my, my cousin used to say uh, if, if she had some secret or if she knew something that I didn't and I'd say, you know, tell me Kristen, what's, what's going on here? And she'd say, that's for me to know and for you to find out. I don't know if you've heard that expression or if it's just an old expression, but if, if you're young and you've never heard that, it's a handy one. It's for me to know and for you to find out. You know, because it's like, okay, I know something you don't and it's up to you to try to figure it out. You know, but that's kind of how God answers the question uh, because what he basically says is, look, who are you to question why I do what I do and why I allow what I allow? Are you the one that created the heavens and the earth? Are you the one that's infinite in your knowledge? Were you there at the beginning of the world's creation and all time? In other words, what God is saying is you may not know the reason why things happen the way they do. And I do have a purpose, I do have a plan, you may not understand that, but even if you don't, you just have to trust that I know what I'm doing. You know, so it's not really a bad answer, it's just something different than we might expect. Uh, but that is something I think that we can, you know, hold on to, that we may not know why things happen the way they do. Uh, we may not know why God allows certain things or why uh, it is that we have moral and physical evil in the world and, and God chose to handle it in a certain way. We don't fully even understand why Jesus had to suffer the way he did. 
you know, that that has been revealed to a certain extent for the sake of our salvation. He brought on sin and death and, and conquered it and then brought up resurrection from that. You know, but still, the, it's still a bit of a question that we have uh, because we don't always see God's ultimate purpose. Uh, yet, we do know that God is in control and He does have a plan. And in the end, He will reveal this to us, if not in this life, in the next. We will understand why He allowed what He did and why he, uh, why he, you know, allowed us to suffer physical or moral evil in this world. Why good things happen to bad people. We will understand those kinds of questions. But the thing is, is that Job was before Jesus. And when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus is the answer ultimately to that question. And we see Jesus even today showing a response to that. People, why, God, why doesn't God do something? Well, he did do something. He sent his son into the world uh, to die for us. But, but even in the, the gospel that we heard today, we can see that, that Jesus, in his lifting up and healing of Peter's mother-in-law, that it's a way for him to demonstrate his power, that he came into the world to actually complete his mission, but to answer the problem of sin and evil and do it in a way that would be able to conquer that forever. And we know that that ultimately happened. Uh, and we also see in this story a good response to that. You know, that, that God is all-powerful. God will bring about his purpose. He sent his son, Jesus, to die and rise and to take our sin and death and, and to take that with him and lift it up into a new light so we can enter into his kingdom. And ultimately there will be in the second coming this new heavens and the new earth. And so we have that that completion of his promise in the future. But even now, in the meantime, we do have a particular way to live that makes a difference. So last week I was with family, and uh, I was with my mom and my dad and my aunt and my cousin, and, and we were in this, this great town called Laughlin. And uh, it's in Nevada, and I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't really gamble or anything, so I don't know why we all decided to meet there, but it was kind of like a midpoint. And while I was there, though, there was this place you could go. I went on a couple hikes in the desert, and there was one of them that had all these petroglyphs. And so, so many centuries ago, uh, the Native Americans had drew little stick figures in the rock, and so there are little deers jumping, and then there are little things that look like waffles, and then there's the spinning sun, and there's these certain symbols and things. Uh, but I found it interesting because I imagined that the people who did that and those petroglyphs are actually all over the West, uh, but the people who did it probably had no idea that hundreds of years later, people like me would be looking at it thinking, what was the guy thinking, you know, but he's, he made a mark, literally, in this rock, and for hundreds of years, people have been looking at it. Now, sometimes I think that's what God leads us to. He puts us here on earth to leave a particular mark on his people, on his creation, in his kingdom. And he helps us along the way. And sometimes I think we, we might think we have to do these grand things. And that's not really the case. Uh, we have a good idea about how we leave our mark of faith on this world uh, by looking at today's gospel even. Because one thing you'll notice is that when Jesus was healing Simon, Simon Peter's mother-in-law, uh, that it was just his way of showing compassion to the moment. And so that's a way that we can bring our faith into those moments. So just bringing our compassion into the moment. 
If you're reading the rest of the book of Job, you'll find that Job's friends didn't bring compassion into their understanding of that particular situation. And that was one of the lessons, that we have to bring compassion into our world. And so that's one thing to keep in mind. Also, notice that after Jesus healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law, that she waited on him. That might seem a little odd. How can we wait on God? You know, that doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense, but it does. I mean, we can actually even bless God in our prayer, in what we do and what we offer him, in our worship. It's just the little ways that we can really offer ourselves for his glory. We can sacrifice for the sake of his glory. Uh, the little things that we do for his sake really do matter. And so that's another response uh, as people of faith. Uh, also, if you'll notice that uh, all the people were coming to Jesus and, and he was just overwhelmed with the need that was in front of him. And sometimes we're like that too. We just see overwhelmingly uh, that, that there's only so much of us that can go around. And we might think that, no, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to do everything. But God doesn't really expect that. And we know this because even in Jesus' busy moments, he didn't do everything for everyone. He did what he could for the moment. But notice that he said, well, I'm going to go off and pray by myself. And so he went off and prayed. And he needed that time with the Lord, with, with the Father. And so he course wanted to follow the will of the father and so he had to be the person of prayer to connect with the father and if we really want to leave God's mark on the world as people of faith then we do it also through prayer because with prayer we know the reason why we do what we do that it's through our intimate relationship with our God and the love that he has for us and the love we share for him and that makes all the difference we don't want to just go through life you know, just kind of grumbling and doing what we feel we have to do, but we want to do what we do because it's a response to God's love, and it's our loving response to Him. And then the other part is that as the disciples came and said, everyone's looking for you, they probably expected Him to come back and finish the job, but instead He says, no, the Father's calling me to preach the gospel in other places and to go in different ways. You know, again, he needed to have the will of the Father through prayer revealed to him so that he could go out and do what God called him to do. And ultimately, we know that leads him to Jerusalem and it leads him to the cross and it leads him to the resurrection and our salvation. And so sometimes, too, we have to, uh, in our prayer, try to do our best to discern what God truly calls us to uh, because we might have our ideas and we might think, well, yeah, surely he's calling us to this, but, you know, God has a different way of thinking sometimes. And if we respond to that, we find that, wow, okay, God actually knows what he's talking about. You know, it's kind of like that book of Job. Sometimes we have to trust in him and know that he can do what we can't. So in this week, as we think about whatever particular uh, problems, sufferings, evils, or, or sin that, that we, we tend to be dealing with, then, you know, we know that God ultimately has a plan. We can trust in him. We can trust in his forgiveness and his justice. And then also we can be compassionate that when we see that in the lives of others, uh, to know that one of the ways that we can respond to evil in this world is to be compassionate and do what we can to help people who are in need. Um, also, being people of prayer will help us to discern God's will in our life. And as we discern his will, that prayer also gives us the relationship that we need to be able to have the strength to be able to complete it. And so prayer is, is important. And so if you're not daily praying or if you're not finding that discipline of prayer, it's a good time uh, to be able to add that in. And then the last thing 
is just to glory in the great way that God works in our world even now. So it is true that we do wait for the completion of God's promise in the future, but in the meantime, we are members of his household, of his family, that we are living in his kingdom, that where his will is done, we also can find his kingdom. And so we want to continue to search for his goodness, his love, and his mercy uh, with, with us and also in the lives of others. And so all of this brings this perspective of Jesus beginning his ministry, but it's also something he calls us to, uh, just as he did his disciples, you know, that he blesses us in so many ways. And even though we might have struggles in this life, we do know that God knows what he's doing. And he's revealed to us his plan to the extent that we're able to uh, participate in that. Uh, we will be blessed and we will see great things in this life as we prepare for the life to come. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. May God bless you and be with you as you live out your faith and serve the Lord this week.